Okay, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, how are we today? Marlo, doing well. We are recovering. Well, I'm recovering uh, from uh, my run yesterday. Did a little little 10K out on the, out on a trail, uh, which is not what I'm used to. It was a very hilly course. And my normal run uh, here in the uh, very flat city that I live in is about change in altitude of 20 feet. And that was about the average hill that I had to climb in this run. It was brutal. But uh, here was sore quads today, Marlo. Uh, but I'm going to power through as a professional would uh, to deliver this podcast to our fellow fans. Um, but doing good overall, uh, as we were talking about in the um as we're getting ready for the podcast, good weekend for my teams, three and zero for my team, so I cannot complain uh, from a sports standpoint. Although it wasn't easy on the nerves, uh, and we'll talk about some of that in a little bit. Marlo, how are you doing? I'm uh, doing good, feeling relaxed. I'm sorry to hear about your case of the DOMS. I know that's yeah. that's tough to deal with. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, no, I, I had a pretty relaxed weekend. I recovered from twenty point five on Friday which is the end of yeah. the Open. So that's that's fantastic. Um, but okay. yeah, I-teams are also undefeated, and that's good nice. too. Or this week, I should say, they all won undefeated. Not so much, but they all won, yeah. which is good yeah. as well. Und- so I'm feeling on high. Weekend. On the weekend, yes. 1-0. 1-0. Yeah. There you go. 1-0 and 1-0. and All right. On the weekend. Yep. All right. Let's get into it, Marlo. College football, starting with the Badgers, uh, a... Closer than it needed to be win over Iowa, 24-22. Uh, I think if you go back and look at how this game went, uh, Badgers winning 21-13, uh, 21-6, excuse me, going into the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter saw a bit of a flurry of Iowa to bring it to a 22-24 um, before the Badgers were able to run out the clock. And hold on, I guess is the operative term there, to win Uh Let's go ahead and dive in, Marlo. Our good, the great, the bad, the ugly of Wisconsin's 24-22 win over Iowa. I'll start with my good. And I'm just going to... This might be a little bit controversial because of what my ugly is later. Uh, but <laughs> I really like the back shoulder throw to, to Quintez Cephas. It, it, it resulted in uh, some big plays, uh, including uh, a a 27-yard touchdown, I think it was, to... Um, yeah, 27-yard touchdown pass uh, from Cone to Cephas. It seemed like they were on the same page with the back throw. You might say, hey, Cone's just under-throwing the ball and Cephas is adjusting. That's fine. If I'm okay that's with how that. you see it, I'm okay mm-hmm. with that because the result for most of the plays was Cephas coming back and uh, get, getting the catches he finished. Cephas did with five receptions for 94 yards and one touchdown. I feel like all of those were on <laughs> On uh, back shoulder throws uh, on, on the outside, so I think it was it was really good to see Cone just more or less go. Hey, Cephas is better than whoever is defending him. Let's let him go make a play, and that he did at least five times. So that was my good uh, good in the game. How about you, Marlo? No, I can. Yeah, just to back up, pick it. I can roll with that. I think yeah. I said during the game, it's like, oh, weird. Good things happen when you throw to Cephas. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that worked seems- out. He's just bigger and faster than the people he's up against, and it. Right. And if this is the way Cone can get the ball to him, perhaps the only way, then that's, <laughs> then, then that's that's okay with me. Uh, and and it was good to see him see him get involved. Yeah, cool. 
All right, so my good, uh, another receiver. Uh, oh, hey, Danny Davis is on the team. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, hey, <laughs> we had two two sightings. He had two touchdowns, one rushing on our favorite, yeah. the jet sweep, um, and another one receiving. So Danny Davis getting into into the offense, getting involved in the offense, uh, both in the rushing and the receiving is my good. Yeah, I really like the the jet sweep play. Uh, it, it we really you could see on that play the defense gets sucked in by the uh, threat of the run by John, the threat of Jonathan Taylor, uh, and we had really established that early in the game. And then obviously we scored in the jet sweep. I don't did we run another jet sweep in the rest of the game? I don't. I didn't jot it down. I think, I think that was the second one. The first one wasn't successful, okay. and that was okay. the second That's one because I remember being like, "Why? Oh, okay, that's cool." Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. There were, Mason Stoke ran one for three yards. Maybe that was the other jet sweep that wasn't successful. Um, yeah. That was at least the first one I remembered, and was surprised we didn't go back to it. Although we were successful elsewhere on the ground, but yeah, I like that jet sweep call. And Danny Davis getting uh, yeah. two touchdowns. Those matter. Uh, so good, good job by him, uh, Marla. What was your great? Uh, so my great for afternoon is is uh, it was the backdoor night game. There was a it was a three o'clock kickoff time weird kickoff time because of fox um and because we are in wisconsin we had the daylight savings it was already dark (laughs) by halftime so we had the nice scenery of the jump around at night kids whipping out their their uh, phones with the flashlights making cool scenery so my good is that backdoor night game yeah it was they were showing obviously showed kind of some of the stadium shots i thought they did a good job of not showing the student section too early (laughs) in yeah. the game and then when they did show it i don't know if you noticed this marlo they kind of gave it like well there's a lot of students in line trying to get through security uh here in the first quarter and it's like no they're just they're just coming late that was that was me <laughs> when i was at school there but and i do find myself i don't know if you do marlo i'm like just get there like it's, this looks ridiculous but back when i was in school I <laughs> we were literally across the street from the stadium and yes until <laughs> halfway through the first quarter so uh you know i Pot calling the kettle black on that, but I was definitely uh, noticing that. And then, yeah, all of a sudden after halftime, they showed the stadium view, and I was like, oh, it's nighttime. <laughs> okay, all right, night game. <laughs> Here we go. Under the lights. It, was, it kind of took me by surprise uh, as well, and definitely had a nice uh, aesthetic toward, to the rest of the game. Uh, I'm going to go with a pretty, pretty obvious one, Jordan Taylor here. Uh, it was actually... If we just look at his, if we just look at his stats, he had uh, 31 carries for 250 yards, the most yards ever against an Iowa team. And weirdly, as I was watching this game, I I knew he was successful running the ball. I was, as I was kind of jotting down my notes through the game and watching, I was like, give the ball to Jonathan Taylor more. I had no idea he had 31 carries, and you know, it popped up. He had over 200 yards. I was like, I. I guess, but it didn't feel like that. It felt like he yeah. had a lot more yards that he could have had right. in this game. Uh, he did rip off a couple uh, big ones, and the I guess my uh, one I wanted to key on here on the great was his 42-yard run with about two minutes left in the game uh, that essentially sealed the game. Uh, he just got back to, and this was, uh, I think, the, the best play of the game, of his ability to just make the linebackers miss around the line of scrimmage and then the burst of speed to get past the defensive backs and get in that space. We hadn't seen that for the last two games and there was a re- return to that Jonathan Taylor explosiveness in this game um, exemplified by the 42-yard run with two minutes left to 
more or less Laos I said I think we I don't know if we kneeled after that specifically um, but we might have ran on a couple plays but that at least got us into field goal range where we could have uh, it felt like put the game out of reach so um, again I kind of cheated and picked Jonathan Taylor as the great because that's obviously <laughs> the answer to every one of these but uh, specifically that run and just uh, what a way uh, what a game for him yeah I agree I think it was kind of a sneaky 250 yard or 200 yards 200 yard plus game because I know at, at halftime they're like well Jonathan Taylor's already, already over 100 I was like Burr? really yeah. okay <laughs> let's go um, but it was it was more the Jonathan Taylor I guess you know he was averaging I mean his average was up he didn't have besides the last run you were talking about the 42 yards before that no really big plays of over 20 or more but he was just ripping off six at a time which is fantastic as yeah. well yeah, and it was yeah, it was a typical like a two yard becomes a four, a four becomes an eight, those types of runs where he just keeps his feet moving and obviously holding on to the ball in this game. Some other players didn't, but we'll talk about that in in a moment. But <laughs> a great game by uh, Jonathan Taylor and just uh I mean, showed why he's in you know, obviously in our opinion, but if not the best, one of the best uh running backs running backs in the country. So uh I'll stick with it, Marlo. Go to the bad right. side. Uh, we always end in a negative. I don't know. We, but it, you know, it fits the fits the good, the great, the bad, the ugly. It's kind of a you know a shtick. All right. Anyway, <laughs> to the bad. Uh, I'm just gonna go with the start of the game. <laughs> the way yeah. Wisconsin came out, start of the game, it was three to zero at the end of the first quarter, and that just felt very Wisconsin Iowa e. A lot of this game did, and I think um, we'll get into a little bit more of that. But we had a false start on the first play. <laughs> yeah. Play. We had zero plays, one penalty for minus five yards. Uh, we had an illegal formation on what would have been a first down uh, on the first drive and ended up punting. Um, and then we had a, a false start and a fum, false start before the fumble uh, that Cohn had uh, in uh, is inside our twenty, right? Yep. So we had a, a short third down. We had a false start, then we had a long, I think it was third and eight then, uh, and then Cone dropped back and got strip-sacked. Uh, so it was just so much, so many pre-snap penalties. It just seemed like we weren't ready for the game. We were just kind of sleepwalking through the first half, making all these uh, pre-game, uh, pre-snap uh, penalties. I think we ended up with eight penalties for six or three yards, which is just, that's just not Wisconsin football. Uh, obviously, we kind of snapped out of it as the game went on. Uh, but that start to the game was just was just brutal to watch, and I was it ju- it just felt very Iowa Wisconsin. Like, look, we're gonna do all these dumb things. We're gonna get that bad fumble. We're gonna have all these stupid pre snap penalties that put us behind the down and distance. And here we go again. But uh, you know, obviously, uh, some other things. Jonathan Taylor <laughs> uh, <laughs> intervened to prevent that from happening. But that start was just absolutely brutal. Yeah, it was very brutal. It was very very scary to see. I think you know. As you said, very Wisconsin Iowa. If it was Wisconsin, insert some other team that could have been a very ugly first quarter. The way that was going, uh, with the drive yeah. stopping and and that fumble uh, in their in our own red zone. So that was scary. That was a, that was a bad. My bad. Uh, kind of along the same lines. It was not taking the opportunity to close the game in the end of it, it in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah. As you mentioned before, we went into that fourth quarter up two scores. Uh, 21, was it 21-6? Yeah, 21-6 at the time. 21-6 at the time. We allowed him to have a drive to a drive that started in the third quarter and ended in the fourth quarter for a touchdown. And then when we go ahead and go up, 
21-16, we allow a one-play drive, a one-play 75-yard passing for a quick score um, for them to get, you know, that infamous uh, chance to tie the game, but did not, were not successful in a two-point conversion, but, you know, put them in a position to put, to tie up that game, which if I, should, what I'm saying is that, Going into the fourth quarter, two-score lead, we should never be that close. Should not be that close. Yeah. We should be able to trust our defense. We should be able to trust the offense also to take off time on that clock, be able to run that clock out um, in that last possession. And it's that I, I believe the one-yard pass in that situation, the one-play 75-yard pass in that situation should never happen. Um, so that would be my ugly. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. You can't get beat deep in a situation in which the team needs to score a touchdown. I mean, yeah. you watching the replay, uh, the safety came up short to uh, to cover the tight end, uh, which you got to let that kind of eight, nine-yard pass go and, and make sure they don't get that 80-yard pass. It was, it was a terrible read by, I don't know which safety it was uh, who did that. Um, but you, you can't let that happen. I also have down here... Uh, out of a timeout on third and seven with four minutes left in the fourth quarter, uh, we had fi- a five wide receiver set. Oh, and yeah. Cone just like ran the ball two yards, mm-hmm. and it didn't look like he ever gave the play an option to uh, a chance to develop and just kind of tucked it and ran and got. He's not running for that. It was a really weird play, especially out of a timeout. Um, and then they had earlier, this was earlier in the game, I think they had. They were going to go for it on that fourth down. It was like fourth when they missed the field goal. Oh yeah, they they had fourth and three or fourth and two. It was uh, they called a, a timeout and then out of the timeout had a false start. So that falls somewhere in between, not hanging on in the fourth quarter because they <laughs> shot down when exactly that was and the horrible, oh I got you uh, horrible start, but somewhere in between out of timeout we had these two just terrible. Uh, we had two penalties out of timeouts uh, and a really bad play just you can't let that happen um yeah didn't close out the game well i mean we did on the fourth on the conversion right burl had an amazing hit bloodied his own lip but it yes. didn't matter yeah uh held on to win with that hit uh but we definitely did take the opportunity to close it out so if that was your bad marlo what is the ugly you're ugly you alluded to it whatever the heck that was towards the end of the first quarter let me take you through it Ooh. Oh, that's where I stole this. Yep. You're yeah, right. we get the uh, Wisconsin get the ball within. Uh, yeah, I was sixteen at first ten. We get to a third and eight. Get to a fourth. Uh, have a pass to Cephas. Get to a fourth and two. All right. We decide we're going to go for it. At this point, it's three nothing Iowa. We decide. Hippo package is out there. Yeah, it was okay. Hippo package is out there. We got our fullback in at Wildcat. Okay. Let's go. Let's try this. Call a timeout. Call a timeout. Get everything straight. Come back in. And we get to a false start. Oh, uh, so, down 3 nothing. Not sure why we're going for it, first of all, at mm. in the first quarter. Okay? Okay. Not sure, not sure why we're going for it in the first quarter. Second of all, if we're going to go for it for the two, uh, that formation, we could talk about that. I'm not excited about it. Then we get the false start of a timeout. That's a mental mistake. Should not happen. Then after that, so okay, go ahead. All right, I lo- I don't mind going for it. It's it's been what Wisconsin does this year. We go for it on these these situations. Mm-hmm. I liked the wildcat formation until we took a timeout. 
<laughs> that they came out yeah. after the timeout in the Wildcat formation didn't make any sense to me. The whole sure. point of the Wildcat was like, hey, we're going to surprise them with this weird formation that they're not ready for, and we're going to use that to our advantage. Well, you take a timeout, they have a chance to talk about it. You come back out in it. I don't like. I don't like that. Obviously, getting sure. uh, the pre snap penalty there. Well, I think the first yeah, they take the timeout too because it was going to be uh, a delay of game. I believe. Right. If they I got my yeah, notes they right. Ready. Yeah, they weren't ready, so they were already frazzled. Uh, yeah, and they come <laughs> back in, and it's a false start. Unacceptable. Uh, and then after all that, thirty-one yard field goal. We just miss yeah. it. Just miss it. Just miss it. So all. Everything leading up to that, it was a beautiful drive up until that point. Um, but just yeah, the whole the whole series of events within the within goal to goal was just not. It was just terrible. Yeah. And you can't. You got to start yeah, hitting. Up, you got to hit those field goals. I mean, I was pretty close to being the difference of the game. Yeah, and that kind of sat with me the rest of the again. We, we talked about the way this game started up until that point. These are things that just felt like this is how we lose to Iowa. We do all these stupid things. But then, Marlo, uh, they fumbled the snap, and I felt like maybe this is like a turning point when they fumbled that snap, and it was like a weird thing happened against them. Then we had the jet sweep, so I felt like that kind of changed the karma of the game or the feel of the game at least. Yeah, I got you. A little bit for me. So, yeah, that was was terrible. All right. All right, mine, uh, Marlo, my ugly was uh, your boy, Jack Cohn's interception. Um, the Long Island Lazy in the game. We're in, we're in the midst of going. All right, how long can we make this? <laughs> how long can we make this drive last? Can we just run out the clock there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, for it's there's twelve minutes forty two seconds left in the game, and I'm like, can we have a twelve minute forty two second drive? Just run the clock out. Do what you can. It's twenty one to thirteen. Iowa had just scored, and um. We're in. Just get to the end of the game. That's how I, that's how I was at least. We yep. get a, uh, Taylor rips off an 18 yard run. Then he runs for two yards, and then Cone throws in a double coverage. It gets intercepted. You just can't. You, I mean, just where the game is, how the momentum has is now in uh, Iowa's side because they just had a nine play 75 yard drive. We just need to possess the ball for a little bit, and he throws. One of the worst passes I've seen him throw, and if you're if you're Cone, clearly you're not here to win the game. Right? <laughs> you just need to not lose it. And when he threw this, I was it, this was this felt a lot to me like his throw against Illinois. It was like whatever you do here, just don't throw an interception. Yeah, <laughs> and then he does it, and then he throws the interception. Um, Luckily, we held them to a field goal. They were on uh, the Wisconsin 47. We held them field goal. We got a field goal run. Obviously, we, we ended up winning. But it just, the game situation was such a brutal time to throw that interception, especially with the read. The, he, there was double coverage there. There was no. Right. Where is he throwing? The was open there. Yeah. So, and then the throw was right to the defender that was, I don't know. It, it was brutal. It was very it was a brutal, brutal interception. It was brutal to see. And, um,. Yeah, it was. It, that's my ugly. That was terrible. Um, I had a. I had an ugly Marlon. I don't know. This is more of a fashion thing. I wanted. To, I wanted to throw at you here. <laughs> All right. Uh, b- both coaches just rocking the sweaters. Yeah. Just rocking their their school sweater. I mean, that's on brand, right? Very on brand. Although Chris in the last couple of games has been getting fancy with his because he usually just does the old 
gray with the West, with the yeah. Wisconsin right across, and this one he has like yeah. uh, the old school logo or whatever. So I, I thought Chris is getting fancy with it. So his was kind of an upgrade from his usual, but uh, mm-hmm. but very on brand. Yes, very on brand. Uh, Kirk Friend's face looked as tired <laughs> as I felt after my run. <laughs> very tired, very tired looking face. Uh, he's been there like 40 years. I don't know. He's been there. Cre- yeah. Something like 30 years. Some silly. And he's never going to leave. His sons, his, his sons on the staff. Are they just going to let his son be the next coach? Is I don't know. Did you see him? His there. son looks, it's, his son looks old too and tired. I don't know how long has he been there? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, that's, that's his son. His son, you know, looks like he's 50 and he probably might be, is. Might be. Not sure how old Kirk friends is, but yeah, uh, makes all right. That was my coaching. That was my coaching scouting report. <laughs> nice. <laughs> next very good. Next week, Marlo, uh, Badgers travel to Nebraska. Um, let's talk about let's talk about what we expect in this game. Uh, traveling to Nebraska, Wisconsin, uh, coming obviously off the win over Iowa, uh, Nebraska coming off a of bye, but before that, they lost to Minnesota, Indiana. And Purdue, Nebraska sitting at four and five overall, two and four in the conference. What do you expect out of this game, Rob? Uh, can we take a moment to reflect at the beginning of the season when we circled this one on the calendar as it might be like one of the big must-win games for both of these guys, for both of us? Yep. And now we yep. come down to Reflecting. it. It's just like, <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, um, what do I expect? Yeah, I, I mean, you. I want to say I'm expecting a hungry Nebraska team that's coming off a bye that needs a, uh, obviously needs a win just to stay face. I don't want you to say that. I don't like that at all. No, but and I don't know. That's just <laughs> <laughs> that's just what I want. That's what I, I feel like I should say. Yeah, but okay. what okay. I'm truly expecting is for us to go into Lincoln and just run, Taylor, run crazy, maybe go for 300 yards, maybe pull a Melvin Gordon and go for the record in 400-something yards against Nebraska and go in there and get a nice solid win and come back home uh, and hope to goodness that the Iowa team that we just beat finds a way to beat Minnesota, even though I don't think it's going to happen. But that's what I expect out of next yeah. week. Yeah. Um, obviously, being on the road, the Wisconsin seems to be a different team uh, on the road than at home. I think you can say that about a lot of college, uh, college football teams. Uh, but this, this Nebraska team isn't at the point we thought their program kind of alluding to what you talked about um, when we circled this on the calendar, they're not where we thought they would be uh, as a program uh, this far along under, under Scott Frost. They're giving up over 400 yards per game uh, as, as a overall defense for on the ground. So you think that Jonathan Taylor might have a pretty good day against that kind of defense uh, and kind of their recent run of form, getting crushed by Minnesota, losing at home to Indiana and on the road to Purdue, who uh, also doesn't look great. Um, I think you got to have a, a pretty good chance here. I I, I don't know. I, I refrain confidence because of our last road game. Uh, last two road games, I should say, Marlo. Uh, oh, that Illinois team sitting third in the West, I, I, looking I, really good. Hey. Hey, um, it's just you know you can't you can't just cross Illinois off. They're sitting at four and three, Marlo. Um, that's unbelievable. I mean, obviously one of those against Wisconsin, but nonetheless, quite the comeback yeah. against Michigan State. This is a good team. It's just a good team. Just a good, team. Just a good solid just a good team. team. Marlo, you can't, 
yeah, you can't really, you know, read too much into a loss to them is what I what I would say. Especially they obviously, you know, they play tougher in I don't know what their stadium's called in Springfield down there in Springfield. Champagne, <laughs> champagne. Play them there. Um, <laughs> champagne. Why is Springfield? Yeah, yep. Springfield's the capital, right? Yeah, but they're in Champagne. There you go in Champagne. Maybe that maybe the team's called Springfield. Who knows? Nobody knows. Um, all right, that's it. Probably need beat Nebraska. Marlowe. we're twelve point favorites on the road. Uh, Consensus pick ninety two percent, eighty six percent here on the football power index. So I expect a win, uh, but I will be a lot more nervous than I hopefully will need to be about the game. Anything else on Badgers football before we move on to basketball? No, let's do it. Basketball, it's back. All right, basketball. We had uh, two games this week kicking off the season. Uh, the Badgers, I still can't figure out why, but they played St. Mary's in <laughs> South Dakota. Um, there's another game. Probably over- the most confusing court I've ever watched a game on. Yeah, there was three three-point lines. <laughs> uh, it was a weird dark brown color. It was unclear how if there were stands or not. <laughs> It looked like it belonged, like it, like I felt like I was watching the movie Hoosiers in like one yeah. of the weird gyms where they're like, we went into the rat's nest and like they were literally <laughs> on top of the court, you know, the one where they get in the fight and stuff and then the guy gets thrown <laughs> in the glass and breaks his or, you know, hurts his shoulder or whatever. Felt like they were in that gym. It was so weird. Uh, so Wisconsin loses to St. Mary's. Uh, it was like uh, 65 to 63. Did it end up being in overtime? Yes, uh, overtime. 60, yep. 65, 63. Um, Badgers had a shot to win in uh, regulation. They had a shot Messed to tie up. or take the lead in overtime. Uh, they Messed came out with zero points in both of those. And I've kind of gone back and forth in this, Marl. I think there's two ways to look at it. Do you want my uh, glass half full or glass half empty first? Uh, give me your glass half full. Glass half full? Look, Marl, we just played a, a, a ranked team on a neutral site. This is a tournament team. It's a veteran team. It's a team that knows who they are in St. Mary's. Uh, and we went toe-to-toe. Probably could have escaped with a victory on this neutral site. Um, and I think as a young and developing team, we can learn a lot from this game. Uh, and it's a what I think we'll look back on go and go, that was a tough loss and we could have had it, but it's an okay loss overall. Glass half empty. We had two shots to tie or win, and and we didn't we didn't get either of them, including some not great play down the stretch, which I think I fear we'll have to talk about here in a moment. Yeah. Uh, okay. Your glass half full. I don't know if I agree with that. I I I don't. I mean, I, the sentiment says is saying that we're a young team, but I feel like our players have been together for a while now, and they should be considered as a veteran team and not have still be finding themselves so to speak well i mean they're learning how to play without the best player of the past five years okay it's it's a different dynamic while a lot of them are returning players they're playing together differently than they have in the past okay that's fair i can go with that uh okay fine you win it's a glass Um, glass i'm I'm trying to paint a rosy picture with it yeah it's very it's very it's very glass half full your glass your glass half empty is Kind of more align what I was thinking. <laughs> Maybe more we had with reality. Possibly. <laughs> we had we had the opportunities. I yeah. I would say the first the the opportunity we had in regulation uh, was probably for the better. It was just purely 
poorly executed. I know we wouldn't even get a, a quality shot off. And then in overtime, where we had the lead, I th- that was down the, the last you know forty five seconds. That's minute forty five seconds in overtime was not executed well, and that was that was the reason for the loss. And I mean St. Mary's, St. Mary's. Um, I didn't when I watched the game. I wasn't. I know they're ranked twentieth, and I, always at this time of year, I, I wonder why teams are ranked. You know, yeah. it's usually because they have some player. Obviously, in this game, they had Jordan Ford, who had yeah. 26 of St. Mary's points. He was absolutely unbelievable. Um, but besides that, I wasn't I wasn't looking at this team being like, wow, this is a really good team. Um, I was more in line of like, all right, this is St. Mary's. We should be hanging with them, if not ahead. Does that mean we're a tournament team or does it mean I'm just not I'm just not easily impressed? I don't know. Uh, but I just thought watching the flow of this game. The caliber of players versus their caliber of players that we still should have came away with the W in this one. Yeah, I I, I think that's right. I think you can look at this and, and expect Wisconsin won this game. Jordan Ford was great, uh, especially in the second half of the first half, and I thought it was really interesting. We had Davison uh, guarding him in that in that first half, and then they switched uh, Trice on him, and Trice yeah. guarded him much better, which is kind of. You know, when you think about this team, you think about Dave, Davison being, you know, that kind of typical Wisconsin defensive guard, uh, and he just couldn't keep up with Jordan Ford, um, and we saw that a lot. But then Trice played him much better in the second half, and I, to a rosy viewpoint, Wisconsin was down in that yep. uh, sure. halfway through that first half, and they had a guy who was going off, and they battled back. They battled back, and they took the lead. Sure. Um, you talk about them not executing down the stretch. I mean, I look at that last play. We ran a, a pick and pop for Reavers uh, with with Tricen Reavers, and Reavers had a. Again, you could argue if you want Reavers to run a pick and pop where he has a wide open three pointer to shoot, if that's your best play. But mm-hmm. he had the shot and he passed it off. We passed the ball around the key and it ended up being a deep Aleem Ford three point attempt, which is not what you want. <laughs> no. Um, but I think that they. You know, and the announcers were like, "This is the play I would run, and that's the play we ran." And maybe that is being, uh, you know, kind of a little bit obvious. But we had our two best players, our two best late game players, I think, in Trice and Reavers. Uh, they just didn't, they just didn't execute. And I think we tried to do the same thing at the end again. Maybe we didn't learn anything. I think the killer was uh, when we were up one. I think it was, and Kobe King had an isolation on the wing and just dribbled it off his foot. <laughs> Like, yes, that he was matched good. up against that a smaller was... guy. He it's a it's a matchup you want. It's a matchup that you expect Kobe King to be able to win, and he just dribbled it off of his foot again, not executing. But I think as we sit here and we go, Greg Guard is losing these games, and I know that's your next point, so I'm cheating it by bringing it up now. <laughs> um, these are like the situations and the players. If you sat down and thought about this team, what you would want to draw up and the. And yeah, the, it didn't work out, but I can't, I, I don't, you can, I guess, make up a better scenario, but like, uh, I thought he put the players in the position to execute and do well. They just didn't. And I don't know. Uh, I, I don't want to blame it on the players. I, but Kobe, Kobe King dribbling off your foot. You just can't do that in that situation. Uh, and I think Reavers and Trice playing together more as they're the crunch time guys is a little bit will be a little bit different going forward um so i don't know i again i'm, I'm really diving in and I, maybe i'm defending guard a little bit but I, I liked the idea but it didn't work out if that makes sense 
Yeah, no, it, it does make sense. I uh, <laughs> I just peeking behind the curtain. I put in here: is it too late to talk? Is it too early to talk guard talk? Yeah, and I know because I know that gets Casey in a little tizzy. Uh, <laughs> but well. but, um, but my my point was to that was that it's it just. I think this is the same things we ended up talking about last year. Uh, I know mm-hmm. some of the things I harped on and was these these late game. We, we did have a lead uh, towards the end. That You're right, we did fight back, but we did have a lead towards the end. We did have a lead at, yep. in overtime, and we yep. just let them both slip away, which has been a a, a theme the last at least couple of seasons uh, for quite a few of the games. So it's a pattern that continues. I won't blame our coach because it's game one. I won't overreact, Casey. I won't overreact. Um, but I'll note. I'll note it. I will note it okay. as we continue down this road. Keep it noted. All right. Uh, that was St. Mary's. They played on Friday against oh, Eastern Illinois. Oh, you know what? I found out about that game. Then I didn't realize that college basketball had a flopping rule now. Oh yeah, there's a flopping rule. Um, very dangerous for very dangerous. In the, when they called it, it was—I don't even think that was a good a good use of the flopping really. <clears throat> no, <laughs> they called it uh, on a, on a three point attempt. Uh, I forget who the defender was for the Badgers who closed out on it, but he was next to the uh, three point shooter, and the three point shooter like landed and did the fall down and slide backwards thing. Yep. Which I yeah, I guess he's trying to elicit you to make a call, but also. Could have just lost his balance and fell that way. It was a really weird use of it, uh, but I don't. Do we really want the officials instead of just doing block charge, which they can't really get right now, to do block charge flop? <laughs> That's gonna make college basketball better. Oh, God. Yeah. No, I I don't know how I don't know how I made it past this in the rule change, but when I saw that, I was like, mm-hmm. oh crap, Davidson's gonna get like eighty flopping calls this season. Um, to his defense, he got zero during this game. So, but we'll be on a lookout. So, it's what's the rule? Is you get a warning? Is it one warning for the whole team, or just one warning per person? The next time it's a tech, I forget the rule. It's something like that. I already for I already forgot. And I'm yeah. I think it's like a like a warning, and then it's a technical. But yeah. if you get, I might be confusing it with a new NBA rule. I don't know. All right, whatever. Well, it's one thing to note. I didn't know it was a thing. I'll be. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out rest of the season. Yeah, it might be one of those, like, they call it early and yeah. they just kind of forget about it, like, holding in the NFL yep. this year. Um, and then all of a sudden we see it in the right. Final Four, like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Eastern Illinois, Marlon, this game happened. Uh, <laughs> did it? One. <laughs> yeah, it did. Although, I don't know if it counted because they still have the Badgers record as 0-1. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. So, I don't know if ESPN just didn't update it or everything didn't get updated or, like... They're in the Ohio Valley Conference. That's like a real conference, right? I don't know. Well, it wasn't televised. Oh, unless you had BTN Plus, who... Yeah. Well, I don't know. Who pay, you pay for that. You're big time. I know. I don't pay for ESPN Plus. <laughs> I can't afford that. Because um, they make you do like a team thing. It's like $7 just to watch the Badgers. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, how many games are going to be on that? If you just gave me all the games for $70, maybe... Don't. Anyway, uh, <laughs> work out your programming, Big Ten Network. Work out your... <laughs> It doesn't doesn't make sense. Um, I don't know. So, Badgers were heavily favored. They Eastern Illinois kept it close till about uh, nine minutes left or so. Uh, then Wisconsin went on like a fifteen zero run uh, to really close it out or something like that. Um, 
I don't know if we got to read too much into it. I guess my takeaway was there. Was, it was Bale scoring. We saw some Bale scoring like with in the St. Mary's game uh, a little bit more so in this game, and I think that's what we're going to see going forward. If Wisconsin's going to be successful, they need to spread the scoring around. They need lots of what used to be role players to step and be main contributors um, if they're if they're going to be successful. And that's the only real takeaway I took from this game. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, they had. They, I remember I was I was following the game, and I was like, "Why is this game so close?" Then they pulled away, so I was like, "Okay." Again, I have no say. I didn't I didn't get to watch it, but I did see the clip. So this was the first home game. This game was at the Cole Center. Yeah. Um, this was the first home game. Obviously, we had the the tragic accidents uh, in the last or this past summer of uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Moore. Uh, assistant coach yeah. uh, but one of the cool things that came out was a lot of videos that was surfing around social media and they had uh they gave the they, i mean they did a big tribute moment of silence but they had Moore's kid come out in the starting lineups um and everything and that was just a really cool sight to see yeah it was a re- really cool sight go out and find uh the video of it if, if you haven't it's just one of those like some things are bigger than sports or this is why sports is so cool like they give you moments like this that uh, matter. It, it it was just it was really neat. Uh, his I think he's the 13 year old son uh, uh, survived the the accident along with uh, Coach Moore, and uh, it was really it was really neat, uh, really neat to see, and a cool thing for the Badgers to do. So yeah, very um, cool. All right, next week, uh, Marlo, they play the McNeese 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 uh, Cowboys. Is that, on, is that uni- an online college? university? Okay, <laughs> Grand Canyon. <laughs> They're in the <laughs> south, the Southland standings. There you go. Um, great, their own too. All right, uh, they play them on Wednesday at home, and then they host Marquette uh, on Saturday. Um, it's uh, a little, little bit earlier than Marquette. Normally, Marquette's been like this yeah. first or second week in December. Yeah, uh, usually after Thanksgiving tournaments. Yeah, now they moved it up. It's here um, already. On uh, I have it on Saturday. Is it Saturday? Yeah. Is it? All right. It's Saturday. So, yeah, this game, it's oh, at it's the sun- same. Or is it Sunday? Sunday? It's Sunday. Oh, oh you messed me up. 11, was- yep, 11, 17 uh, at noon. So it's Sunday. Got it. Again, it's always been on Saturday. They, they yeah, it has. Off, it they was off, a big game on it, Saturday. Moving it up. Uh, Marquette, 1-0. Badgers, 0-1, apparently. According to ESPN, they don't count the Eastern Bowl. I'm so confused. <laughs> Just count it. I don't understand. Um, yeah, uh, Marquette, is, I don't know what to expect on this game. They still got uh, Marcus Howard, the, the sharpshooter, but they don't have the Hauser brothers. They transferred nope. to Michigan State and uh, Virginia. I'm still not entirely sure which one went where, but whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter for now. Um Will be a good early test, I think. A good early test. Another, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of this Marquette team, to be honest. They're, they got Howard back, but they're too much in transition outside of that. Um, that I think we need a little bit more of the season to play out. Uh, I think we're going to be favored in this game. Uh, it's in Wisconsin. Uh, so, well, obviously the game's in Wisconsin. It's at the Kohl Center. It's at the Kohl Center, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It, I, I think this is going to be a really, good game to learn what we have in this Wisconsin team. 
Yeah, I, I always I think mean, these games, Marquette, uh, the Marquette games, like I said, usually a little later. We know a little bit more about the teams, but um, it's always, for the most part, it has always been a good series uh, and a good measuring stick to see where we're at, to see where Marquette's at. Um, as far as, especially in the last couple of years, Marquette has had her number. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see this game and get some of these good competition going early in the season. Yeah. And I do always enjoy the Wisconsin fans being like, this is a rivalry game. And the Marquette fans being like, no, when we don't play Wisconsin, we cheer for Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> and Wisconsin fans being like, no, that's not, that's not, that's not a thing. Yeah. Not, <laughs> we don't, we don't do that at all. So <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. And I don't know if that's like a, a bad thing for Wisconsin fans. Like it makes us look, bad but no it's i think it's hilarious because if you're if you're a marquette fan you're still in wisconsin right most likely so you have to like, yeah kind of root for it. but if you're a wisconsin fan you obviously don't have to root for marquette it's just it's pretty funny all right uh that's it for badger basketball Morello. on to other ncaa football <sighs> minnesota okay penn state 31 26 yep. marlowe Biggest um, win in program history. Yeah, they're nine and zero since nineteen. First time since nineteen forty one. We all remember it well. That great year of Minnesota football. Uh, Marlo, you watched this game start to finish. You reveled, whatever the opposite of revel is, anguished. I guess in the joy of the Minnesota fans as their team. Uh, they celebrated their team winning yeah. this game. This was probably the most worked up. I've but watching a non Badger college football game. I've have been, and I don't know when how long. Yeah, uh, I think you know. I everyone we all talk. I think everyone talk about. Oh, Penn State's gonna come in. They're gonna beat Minnesota. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. And then yeah, they Minnesota's put on a show. And I just watching that game, watching like Minnesota fans be happy. So many crowd shots. Minnesota fans yeah. happy just made my blood boil for some reason. <laughs> Every time they went to the crowd, and they were just so happy. It wasn't good. I wasn't in good shape. Oh, Marla was not in good shape. Uh, yeah, it, I feel so. Let me preface by saying this: the announcers at one when they won, when Minnesota won, the announcers said uh, there were a lot of doubters of Minnesota. This Minnesota program coming into this game. There's a lot less of them now. And let me just go on the record to saying I'm still a doubter. <laughs> I think if Minnesota, even if Minnesota goes undefeated and wins a national championship, I'm going to still sit here and say this Minnesota team sucks <laughs> and they're not good. I'm going to die on this God. hill. Yes. Um, God, such a frustrating game. Um, let's just let's just start with this. Minnesota scored touchdown passes of 66 yards, 21 yards, and 38 yards. I, if this game's played ten times, I think. <laughs> Penn State wins nine and a half of them. <laughs> and I can Minnesota go with that. Game. I still don't understand how Minnesota won the. Uh, they won the game because they had these big pass plays and then held on. In the end, uh, Penn State was zero for two inside the ten. They got the inside the ten yard line twice. Both times they came and they came out with zero points. They failed to score on both of them. Um, I it's unbelievable. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll go with you, Casey. I'll die in the hill. When I was watching this game, I was like, Minnesota's not good. Penn State is just playing the worst game of their life right now. And Everything. it's not because Minnesota's playing that good. Yeah. It's just because Penn State is not playing well. Went wrong. Uh, Clifford, Penn State's quarterback, had 
three interceptions really two one was at the at the end of the game he's not doing that again just such a frustrating game uh to root against minnesota in uh it seemed like everything went went their way and they got a big win look we sat here last week and uh two weeks ago and complained that wisconsin needs to get a big win right they're in these games they're in these big games constantly and we kind of complain uh or we sit here and go oh what could have been if we won this game Minnesota was in a big game and they won a big game. So I don't want to, yep. I, I got to give them that, but I'm going to walk that back, giving them that and say they should have won this <laughs> stupid game. Uh, and at the end of the game, so I don't want to say the refs won the game for Minnesota, but at the end of the game, they called a ridiculous offensive pass interference when Penn State would have had a first down and goal from like the two. Just a ridiculous offensive pass interference. And then on the crucial interception, a Penn State wide receiver is being dragged to the ground. <laughs> I don't know if he was the intended wide receiver, and I don't know that it matters. The ball's in the air, and a Minnesota player yep. is dragging a Penn State wide receiver to the ground, and they don't call it. So either you call pass interference tight in the last minute, or you don't. They did what benefited Minnesota in each situation differently, and that frustrated the crap out of me. I don't think Penn State should, or Minnesota should be. They're going to be ranked in the top 10. And yep. it's ludicrous. Um, it feels like the West is theirs to win now. The Big Ten West yeah, is theirs no, to it's, win. It's happening. Uh, they, they have, We I think we talked about this before. It's They play Iowa next week. Then we'll the, talk about uh, that in a little bit. And then yeah. they play Wisconsin, which might not even matter at that point. Cause they, got they got Iowa and then Northwestern. Then Northwestern, us. who's 0-7 in conference. Um <laughs> This was the one they needed to lose, and they didn't. It sucks. It's frustrating. Um, anything else on this? It just boils my blood. Do you see? No, it just sucks. It just thinking sucks. about it. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that boil my blood, Marlo, Ohio State, bunch of a holes. I don't know if you heard Uh-oh. about them. Um, <laughs> they're up fourteen to zero against Maryland. Yep. And they do an onside kick. It was a pretty hey, cool one. You're gonna win the game. You don't have to embarrass people. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. What a bunch of jerks. Ugh. All right. Yeah, they ended up winning. They ended up dropping seventy points on them because so they really needed that extra. They yeah, really needed they that, got extra that extra possession. Extra possession <laughs> when they were already up fourteen to zero in the first quarter. God, assholes. All right, <laughs> I'm all fired up now. <laughs> I need to calm down. All right. Um, other big game that yeah. most of the people were watching while we were watching uh, Wisconsin and Iowa. It Honestly, it was like two different sports watching these two games. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was very. It's a very different game. LSU played Alabama, and first, I want to give a thank you to uh, the uh, College Football Playoff Committee for um, just a great troll job in putting Ohio State number one. So this game wasn't one versus number two; it was two versus number three. <laughs> I thought that was a fantastic job by the College Football Playoff Committee. So uh, at least us in the in the. Um, I guess center of the country could say it wasn't one versus two, but it definitely was the two best teams in the country. Um, and it was a great game and it was just a, a high flying game as opposed to 24, 22 uh, defensive battle that we witnessed in Madison. Um, I guess to start this game, uh, it was a very un Alabama E start. Their first five possessions uh, were absolutely brutal. Um, they went, let me get this. Let me get this right. Here, um, they went fumble, fumble, punt. Then they returned a punt for a touchdown, but let's ignore that. Downs. <laughs> fumble, fumble, punt, downs. 
what a what a start they had uh, after their I think it was their fum their second fumble that is they uh, Joe Burrow threw an interception but Alabama had twelve men on the field it was like who am I watching this is supposed to be Alabama you know this is they they do these things right they do all the small things right uh, they get off to great starts in these games and they and they just didn't. Um, and then before I knew it, Marlo, because I was obviously focusing on the on the bench, it was thirty three to thirteen at halftime. Wow! Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, it was wild. one of those. Yeah, one of those fumbles ended up coming after a score, before yeah. halftime, uh, and then LSU goes in with like six seconds left before halftime. We go up to thirty three thirteen. It was, it was wild. At that point at halftime, I was like, "Wow, LSU is going to run away with this." My take was totally wrong, um, and this isn't even going to be a game. And now, uh, you know. The implications between the um, the playoffs is like, well, you know, if it, I always thought if this was a close game, which it ended up being, that Alabama or whoever the loser would, would still have a chance to be in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. At that point, I was like, oh, man, Alabama is just going to be left out of the playoffs because this is just a dominating beatdown by LSU. Mm-hmm. But that turned around in the, that turned around in the second half. Uh, Tua became Tua again, throwing it all over the field. Like you were saying, it was kind of watching a different sport. Just when you think when you think a game's out of reach, thirteen to three, no, it's not because you have Tua and you can just throw a freaking sixty yard play. You can throw a sixty yard bomb and get a touchdown yeah. whenever you want to. Must be nice, uh, but yeah. yeah. Besides, you know, Tua doing this thing, Burrows, yeah, who is amazing. I, yeah, it's just it's it's kind of wild where it came from. Uh, just kind of, I mean, out of nowhere after transferring, but. Yeah, he just looks he, he just looked amazing, balled out. Obviously, LSU comes away with the win, got the Gatorade shower for Coach O. They're putting Kearney Burrows on the on their shoulders on the way out. It was just a fantastic scene at the end of that. Yeah, fantastic scene. Uh, I think this is the game Joe Burrow won uh, the Heisman Trophy. I think he's now like minus two hundred or two thousand or something. I mean, he's a heavy favorite to to win the Heisman. He had an amazing game and. Uh, He's just a, let's just say a very confident dude, and um, if he was on Alabama, I would hate him with the heat of a thousand suns. But he <laughs> beat Alabama, so I'm like, all right, go Joe, Joe Burrow, you go, go him. <laughs> like I'm rooting for him. Uh, but if he was just wearing a different color uniform, I'd be like this freaking guy. Uh, I could tell you. Um, yeah, he's. Uh, it, it was quite quite the game for him. Uh, quite the win. I, I know that Alabama still. They'll probably win out. I mean, they have Mississippi State, whoever the heck WCU is. Their game that they their puff game before Auburn. Uh, if they beat Auburn, they're going to be sitting at what is that eleven and one or whatever it is. I mean. Is beating A and M and Auburn enough to? I mean, if this was somebody not named Alabama, right? There's no way they're getting in the playoffs now because they're not going to win the West. They're not going to play in their um, conference championship. I mean, they'll essentially be looking like Oregon. Like if you're sitting here looking between Alabama and Oregon, I mean, Alabama's going to get the nod. And it's just frustrating because it's Alabama. Right, yeah, the That's name just, brand matters. Name brand matters when it comes to committee. Feels a little frustrating. Um, hopefully, they just lose to Auburn, and then we don't have to worry about it. But like, uh, I don't know. I was thinking that in this game, especially when it's thirty-three to thirteen, uh, kind of like you said, like 
you know, this is a convincing enough loss that they're not one of the, the three best teams or four best teams. Um, and I just feel like they're going to get in. They're going to not make the do the stupid thing where they don't make their own conference championship game and they still get in the playoffs, which I think they did a couple years ago. Yep. It's just super frustrating. Um, I hope it doesn't happen, but I feel like it's going to. Um, God, it just frustrates me to say that out loud. Um, anything else in that game? It's pretty cool. Uh, they, yeah. I saw Alabama had one. Uh, I think it was 31, 51, uh, whatever, a billion home games in a row. And then Trump <laughs> came to a game <laughs> and they lost. <laughs> they lost. So, Damn. So, so that was, that was hilarious. Like it was somehow, somehow his fault. Just, uh, that was great. Um, I wish I had the stat. I thought it was 31, but that seems low. But that's a lot of football games still. Yeah. Oh, well. It was something where the last home loss was, was it 2000? Against yeah. Ole Miss, I think I saw. So, yeah, it's probably around 30. Yeah, something like that. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Um, other college football, uh, night game turned out to be interesting. Marlo, I said last week all the night games were going to suck. And uh, <laughs> as far as when I went to bed, yep, they did all suck. <laughs> Same here, uh, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Ohio State was up. I uh, see Ohio State. Excuse me. Oklahoma was up. Uh, they went up forty-two twenty-one. I went to bed. <laughs> so I'm, done, I'm done with football for the night. Uh, and Iowa State mounted a fourth-quarter comeback and had a chance to, I guess, go for the win. They went for the win after tying it with twenty-four seconds or after scoring touchdown with twenty-four seconds left. Instead of kicking the extra point to tie, they didn't get it and they lost forty-two forty-one. But it was interesting and I was asleep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I did this. I did the same. I did the same exact thing. Thinking Iowa State, uh, they were done. Woke up in the morning, like, oh, they had a chance to win. Wasn't that nice? Yep. All right, next week, Marlo. Looking ahead, I got one upset alert. Let me know if you have another one. Uh, Wake Forest uh. actually has a good football team. They're going to Clemson. Well, yep. And I'm thinking this might be a chance Clemson loses. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Just throwing it just throwing it out there. I don't feel don't feel great about it. <laughs> but <laughs> I, it's it's my best schedule. Um I will I, I've just been a little bit impressed with uh what Wake Forest has been able to do. And I've been a little bit underwhelmed with what Clemson's been able to do. Uh granted in this specific game that might Completely flip, but I think it's uh it's worth watching. This is a two thirty game on ABC. Ooh, FPI says no shot of Wake Forest winning. Uh, uh, wait, oh shoot, they lost to Virginia. Wake Forest just lost. Yeah, that, oh yeah, yeah. Never. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna ask if you saw that. <laughs> Forget everything. I thought they won that game. Oh my oh, god, no. I had in my note. All right, um, Clemson's gonna win. Never mind. Continue. All right, well, let me throw one at you. How about uh the midshipmen of Navy yes. over Notre Dame? I am all for this. Um, at least that's what I want to root for happening. Uh, <laughs> Notre Dame coming off of a win at Duke, although it's not your Daniel Jones Duke, Marlo. You remember, not your Daniel you remember Jones. when he was there. He was there. They won some amount of games, but not a significant amount. Um, this will be interesting. I think that mm, this is a good one. I like this one, Marlo. I, yeah, I'm, I'm I like it. You. Navy, Navy. Well, they actually they throw a pass every once in a while now. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they got it's, that. 
it's always tough to play one of the naval academies. It just they they play a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, I don't think I just don't know that Notre Dame's that impressive. Uh, obviously, losing to Michigan, tough game against Virginia Tech, and then beating Duke. But Daniel Jones isn't there anymore, so whatever. Um, yeah, I like it. I like that. I like that upset pick, Marlo. All right, game of the week, at least for us, Marlo. As Badger fans, we'll be dialed in. Dialed in. Minnesota, Minnesota at Iowa. Yeah. So, I've convinced myself that since this is at Iowa, Minnesota's going to lose because it's away from home. That's the only thing I. That's the only thing I can get behind because I'm watching the two games yesterday. I was like, yeah, this Iowa team's not going to beat Minnesota. Uh, but yeah, the only thing you can do is you're going to going to Kinnick, uh, going to Kinnick. Is that how you pronounce it? Kinnick Stadium. Sure. Uh, Kinnick, whatever you guys can, you guys can. It's in Springfield, <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, hopefully that atmosphere they're up and yeah, it's away from home. It's different. They're going to be in that pink locker room. I'm not sure if they're used that's to that. Tough. That's that's tough yeah, to deal with. Not. Um, they're just going to come out flat and maybe I don't know. Hopefully PJ just goes away and. But yeah, we can only hope. We can only hope Iowa pulls this off. Otherwise, it's over. It's a wrap. Minnesota road games so far uh, at Fresno, which they should have lost, at Purdue, which they could have lost, and at Rutgers. Uh, so definitely, that's a tough schedule. There's a, possi- there's a possibility that they could be a different home versus road team. Again, they probably should have lost Penn State last week. Um, and so Iowa. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're they're better than they played against Wisconsin. I think they have a little bit of a. They have to look at Wisconsin the same way we look at them and go. It's just a weird game against them. Uh, Nate Stanley came into this game. I had this written down. He averaged 244 yards per game passing. He only had 208. Maybe he can open it up against Minnesota. Um, by the way, how many sacks do you think Wisconsin had yesterday? Uh, yesterday? Yeah. How many sacks? Do you think? One or two. One oh, or man, two. I thought it was it was one. But I felt like was Stanley was running for his life the entire game, and I thought we were all over him, which we, I think we were, but he, we only, we only right, did yeah. get that one second. We don't get him down I meant once. to bring that up yeah. earlier. Um, all right. Uh, actual game of the week, Marlo, aside from our Big Ten bias. Uh, Georgia versus Auburn. We're still on Georgia, right? We still think Georgia's good? Yeah, still Georgia's good. Auburn's okay. I'm taking Georgia. Yeah. I think I will too. I just well, mm, is that what we oh, want to yeah. do? I guess I don't know. I don't need to do. I was going to do like playoff calibrations, like <laughs> and try not to get two SEC teams. I don't care anymore if there's two SEC teams. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> I still think Georgia's a better team. Um, all right, and then Oklahoma Baylor, Marlo. If the Big Twelve wants a, uh, well, I guess either of these teams. These both these teams are still alive. For the college football playoff, uh, Oklahoma obviously with the one loss. Baylor is somehow undefeated after winning uh, in overtime. It ended up being twenty nine to twenty three against TCU, but it was nine to nine at the end of regulation. Brutal game. Yeah, had, um, one yeah, of these three two, overtimes. Either either one of these teams, this will be their biggest win. Yeah, eliminator game. It's an eliminator game. Yep, for uh, sure. For sure. So yeah, I. <sighs> You would, I mean, I, Baylor just came off a game where they scored nine nine points in regulation. So yeah. I would say it should be a fun game, high scoring. Uh, yeah. But you know, you never know. But it should be interesting as well. What time is this one at? Is this the? 
whatever. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, should be getting, I'll go with Georgia-Auburn as the actual game of the week over Yes, over this one. But Over that one? Yep. Well, I'm going to be the most interested in Minnesota-Iowa. Uh, it probably oh, won't be, hope, hopefully won't be the, the prettiest game uh, of the week, but that's the one I'm going to be. I'm going to be dialed into the most, Marlo. All right. College football, leave it in the dust. On to the NFL, Marlo. Yep. Um, before we do that, Yes. Let's take a break. Here we're okay. sponsors. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't have any, but I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and that break was brought to you by Insort Your Product Here. After <laughs> 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 the NFL, Marlo, uh, let's start with your Bears. They beat, I wrote the Bears here. They didn't beat the Bears. They no, the Bears did not beat the Bears. <laughs> 20 to 13. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky has turned off the TVs so he doesn't hear criticism about himself. He is back. Mitch, turn off the TV is a great move. Uh, three <laughs> touchdowns. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, Mitch Mitch coming away with three touchdowns. Uh, again, miserable first quarter. Miserable first four guys. Kind of the same story from last week in Philadelphia. But you know what? Here's what I feel about Mitch, man. They should just always tell him that there's two minutes left. There's just, there's, <laughs> he seems to do well when there's like two minutes left or he needs to make a drive, and he does do that well. And then the rest of the game, because, I mean, in all honesty, yeah, he had the three touchdowns. It was the last two minutes of the first quarter, the first two, minute, the first two minutes of the third quarter, and then there is we yeah. got a turnover and there's a drive after that. And then after that, it kind of disappeared again. Um, so should always just say, hey, man, there's two minutes left. That's it. And just go and then go ball out. Uh, but... You know, that being said, he did get the three touchdown passes. We had the, the offensive moving at points in the game, which is, uh, you know, more we could say that first half of last week. Uh, good news came down in the middle of that. I got that notification in the middle of the Wisconsin game that Matt Stafford was going to be out because he's a cracked disc. Where does that come from? doesn't seem like it comes yeah. down on a Saturday night, but that's another story for another day. Um, so that was that was kind of a surprise and wild. Um, obviously, defense played well. He the 13 points. There was just one... Uh, one misplay. Fuller didn't have the best game um, in his spot with a couple of PIs and also giving yeah. up that the long touchdown. Uh, yeah. But besides that, defense obviously balled out again. I thought it was funny with Matt Stafford. They were like, the news came out and they're like, doctors won't let him play. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it wasn't his choice. It was the doctors were preventing him from playing. I thought it was just yeah. a funny way uh, to phrase it. Saving it from saving saving the player from himself. Yeah. We gotta say it for himself. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was. I could go. I could go bored to gay breakdown. I'm not. You had Allison. Allen Robinson is the offense. He is obviously the yeah. top receiver. Miller was targeted quite a bit, but couldn't quite hold on to the ball at I mean, points. That, in that drive in the third quarter, it was just like every, throw the yes. ball to Allen Robinson no matter what, and yeah. he just made plays. Allen Robinson has been a nice. He's yeah. He's been a great re, like release valve for for Mitch. Anyways, he kind of threw. Like, Mitch will th- will find him on the field, throw it up, and you know Allen will will go and get it back shoulder up in the air wherever he needs to go to um, to get that. And it's yeah, it's been nice. I was hoping hoping that some of the uh, you know other receivers Miller um, and company would show out would yeah. be more consistent uh, through that. And also Trey Burke has been. 
non-existent this whole season. Apparently, he's mm-hmm. not 100% recovered from his injuries, but he's been non-existent. So, Allen Robinson has picked up the, uh, the slack as far as the receivers go, which is nice. It's good to have a Cohen siding. Cohen makes the uh, finds the end zone for him to get yeah. back into the, into the offense. So that that was uh, that was a plus as well. Yeah. So now we're sitting at four and five. The Bears are sitting at four and five. Yes. It's uh, just enough so for the we, season to be over. Yeah. Well, that's what was the question. Are we still dreaming of playoffs? Thinking of playoffs? I no. It's it's we no. It, the NFC is too good. Uh, our division is too good. The Packers win today, sitting at eight and two, yeah, eight and two, eight and two now. Yeah, it's they're too far ahead. Minnesota's winning right now. Cowboys need to pull this off. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just we're too. It's too much. Too much. Too early. You know, it's too big of a hill to climb. Don't think it's. Don't think it's yeah. a possibility. Yeah, I think uh, you kind of mentioned that the NFC be, NFC being tough because uh, I think. You and uh, the Bears and the Rams are kind of in the same spot now with the Rams losing today and the Bears yeah. just being a, a game behind them even. Um, you're looking up at, at too many teams with uh, Seattle and uh, Minnesota here. Minnesota will have, a, I guess, a final score here in a little bit uh, on that game with a minute left in that game. But uh, they're just, what, two games? Two games ahead of the Bears, one ahead of, uh, of the Rams. It's just it's going gonna, it's gonna to be it's gonna be tough, and that's... Assuming either Dallas or the Eagles continue to play about 500 ball, it's just too too tough. If you're an AFC team, I mean the AFC, my gosh, a league of average teams. <laughs> I mean, it, you get outside of the Patriots and uh, and the Ravens, even the, the Chiefs don't even. I mean, they lost to the the Titans today. I guess Houston might still be above that, but other than that, man, it's it's like 500 teams. If you were over. Yeah, you look at like look that, at Pittsburgh, right. who lost their first four games, and now they're in yeah. the hunt. Yeah, four and four in the hunt. You got uh, the Raiders, who are in the hunt for a division, for goodness sake, let alone a wild card. Um, AFC just much whatever. It seems tough to be sitting at four and five in in the NFC. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Tough for the Bears um, there. All right, that's all I got, Marlo. Anything so, else on the Bears you wanna you wanna talk about? I didn't no. mean that to be such a downer. I didn't mean to like. No, it's no, it's okay, fine. I, just I, I, I knew it was over right. a couple of weeks ago. I, it was just too much. Just too much. Too much. It's just too much. Too much to I overcome. See. We got the. We got the. Everyone gets to sit back and watch two, four, and five teams go on Sunday night football next week when the Bears take on the Rams. Awesome. Nice. That's going to be so great. Yeah. I apologize to everyone golf. in America. Yeah. Yeah. What I, the hell happened to golf? I don't know. It's, I, I think it was a little bit of he might not have ever been that good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, and he's fallen, just fell of, back to earth. Because if they if they don't go to the Super Bowl and they just lose that NFC Championship game that they probably maybe should have. Yep. Like, does he get that contract extension? Does all of this happen? Uh, he wasn't even good in the Super Bowl. It was that he got to the Super Bowl. I think that. Um, that propelled him there. It looks like the Vikings took over on down, so they're going to win. Kyle, oh, oh, man. Um, all right. Um, I don't know. It's weird. It is now, I, I think it's more like, is it Goff? Is McVay's offense? There's a lot of questions out there uh, in L.A. for the Rams, especially since they've, they've gone more win now, more so even than the Bears. 
Yeah. You know, you, you think yeah. the Bears do the Khalil Mack trade. They're doing a lot of, like, win-now things. The Rams have been – every move they make is it seems like win-now. And uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's a tough situation there. They seem like the future, and now it looks like they went to make the playoff in, like, year two of this. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, all right, all right, uh, all right Packers, Packers, Panthers, snow game. Packers, Packers, again a sneaky night game, right? A three thirty <laughs> start, and all of a sudden it's night and it's snowing. What happened here? Yeah. Uh, Packers hold on to beat the Panthers twenty four to sixteen. Had to. It came down to a goal line stop, um, where they ran the ball with Christian McCaffrey, uh, who was tackled probably inches short of the goal line um it felt like it was like three or four times where i was celebrating that the packers won this game (laughs) until i finally celebrated and they actually had won the game uh they had two like almost picks on the final drive that uh just kind of bounced off the hands of defensive backs there was offsides on uh zaria smith and then the offsides on preston smith which Zaria Smith, yeah, he was offside. He went early. That Preston Smith, like he kind of leans forward a little bit. Then they hike the ball. Is never called. <laughs> it's never called. And I can comp- I know because I complained about this all of the time. I am uh, Coach Boone yelling with my clipboard. He's lining up offsides. That's me. If there's a gif of that, just that's that's what I do when I watch football. And that's what happened in this play, and they never called that, and they did in this situation. Absolutely ridiculous um, that they called that. And then they actually won when we had had the goal line stand, uh, which I think they should have ran it on on, on third down uh, because on or not third down, but the next to last play because we it was a little bit more predictable that they were going to run the ball when they could only run the ball on the last play. So um, stop them short. That's great. Uh, I get, so going away, Marlo, you saw, you were watching this, right? Uh, yep. Panthers got scored a touchdown to make it sixteen to twenty four, and they went for two. And so I've there's apparently an article out there that says why you should always go for two in this situation. They break down all the scenarios. You forty six percent of the time you get it, or you get it and then you get the extra point, and then you get it or you don't get it, and then you get it later. And the percentages work out. Like, if you do it based on the math, it makes sense. But it didn't feel right when it happened, and then they didn't get it. (laughs) And it felt really, it felt more wrong. It just, I understand the math, and I can look at it, and I read the article, and I understood, I understand the concept. But that concept just, it to me, it just says, go for it every time, because it probably works out in the best in the better in the whole it just it felt weird and you can tell me it makes sense but it felt really weird in the moment and it felt like when they didn't get it it was a lot harder for them to win the game what do you think yeah i uh, in that scenario i can uh i can agree when i was looking at i was questioning why you go over two running the statistics in my head getting my stats departments on it like you did and but as far as like the, I can agree with like the emotion of it. I feel like if you make it, yes, that is the, obviously it's a good thing. But it's a bigger letdown if you miss it than a, than the greater gain if you make it. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, it seems like a bigger uphill battle once you if you do not make that two point conversion. 
Uh, because even if that, you know, because like I said, even if that touchdown goes in, McCaffrey gets it in, now we have to line yeah. up again and try to get two just to tie that up. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I know I know everyone has their stats. And I know it has their card, as uh, Bill Moe used to say, it was on the card. But yeah. reading the moment has to have a part in of it, I think, uh, as far as when and when not to go for it. And I felt like in that situation, you should probably just take the one and then go on from there plenty of time left yeah and i get the concept is like you're playing you play to win the game and that gives you the best chance to win the game it's like but you're also playing not to lose (laughs) and like that by going for it and failing you set yourself up to lose i don't again you can look at the numbers the numbers make sense it just doesn't feel great doing it uh all right marlo kyle allen is he actually good (laughs) or did the packers d specifically uh, King, uh, the cornerback who they just threw a 14-yard, um, I, I call it a button hook, whatever, comeback play against every play in the fourth quarter. Uh, did they just make him look good? Uh, probably in the middle somewhere. Yeah, I think he's serviceable. Kyle, it looks serviceable. Obviously, he's, he's he has an arm. He's pretty accurate, and he's kind of mobile. Decision-making may not, may not be there quite yet. Uh, yeah. But I think, you know, given the situation he was in, I don't think the, you know, I, I think the Packers defense has, has been in, improved, um, especially in the secondary. Uh, so I don't, I think it's suffice to say that he played a pretty decent D. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you had that interception in the end zone. Um, yep. you, you looted, he had a couple other passes that probably should have been intercepted. Um, yep. So there is, there is some of that. But, you know, like I guess I think it probably falls somewhere in the middle. Like he's not... He's def- he's probably a starter in some teams, but not going to lead you to 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 a Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, he looked like he could maybe lead a team to the Super Bowl the way he was thrown against uh, the Packers defense, <laughs> especially on those last two drives. It was very frustrating. Um, we obviously helped him out by not picking off plays and jumping off sides at completely terrible times. Um, on the Packers play calling side, Marlo it was a little frustrating. Uh, at the end of the half, they ended up going for it. Uh, it was I don't remember the down. It it didn't matter. It was the last play of the half, uh, and instead of electing to kick a field goal, uh, they went for it and they didn't end up converting. But then on um, so fine, I get the call. It's an aggressive play call. You're trying to win the game. You're trying to go up. Uh, what would have been twenty one to ten going into into halftime, and you get the ball. That makes sense to me. But then they had a situation where it was fourth and three with two and a half minutes left. They're on the Carolina 43, and they elect to take a delay game and punt instead of going for it and essentially securing a win. And just kind of how the game was going with the great Kyle Allen on the other side of the ball, it felt more likely that we that the Packers would get that first down, pick up that first down with Aaron Rodgers, yep. and be able to run out the clock than it would be to punt the ball and, you know, you kind of think best case scenario, they're on like the eight. They ended up being on the 10. So whatever, they have to go 90 yards. But it felt like that was going to happen in the moment. Like, it's, I get it's the quote unquote conservative thing to do, it's the smart thing to do. But I'd rather give it to them at the 40 yard line because they f- it felt like they were going to get down and score anyway. They got down to the half yard line. Alternatively, you can trust Aaron Rodgers to make a play with two and a half minutes left, and then you essentially win the game. I am very surprised they didn't go for it uh, there. So it was just a weird kind of like going, you know, uh, kind of putting uh, 
the the pedal down going aggressive and then all of a sudden letting up at kind of the the moment i would have liked to see him go for it there that was frustrating but all things considered packers do get the victory 24 16 go into the bye week next week um eight and two atop the division uh one game ahead of the now seven three vikings who defeat the cowboys so blah on that um but um yeah on to the bye week as Bill Belichick would say. <laughs> All right, nice. Other quick NFL things, Marlo. Quick NFL things. Uh, New Orleans lost to Atlanta at home. That's surprising. Biggest, biggest, biggest upset of the season. Um, half part of me thinks New Orleans through this game to have Dan Quinn keep his job a little bit more somehow. <laughs> like maybe, maybe they're like, you know what, we don't need this game. Um, Let's try to keep Dan Quinn employed by Atlanta because they're not going anywhere with that guy. What do you think of that? <laughs> nice. That's a good spin zone. It's a deep theory. Yep. Deep theory. Uh, speaking of spin zone, Marlo, your boy, Lamar Jackson, had, uh, quite the spin move. It's been all over the uh, interwebs, um, the social medias. Um, you're apparently not a fan of this. I, okay, this yeah. I just didn't it's think. <laughs> I just didn't. I. It was a good move. I just didn't think it would go like crazy viral like it's the best spin move of all time like, he did it yeah. he spun on a defender it looked cooler because there was another defender kind of running up and so it looked like yeah. he spun out of two tackles which he didn't he's kind of spun and and on top of it i don't even know if he needed to spin because he was so fast to showboat yeah he was he didn't even need to spin it, it looked cool yeah but he's so fast he would have ran past those cinders he wasn't like he spun I don't know. So he, they, did you see how they, they made like they asked him to reenact the spin move in his press conference? Oh no, I didn't. See oh that. yeah, so then he like spun in a little circle. Da, 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 da. Anyways, yeah, I'm just so surprised. No, that's, this that's this one Sorry. spin move seems to be like the spin move heard around the world. Yeah, well, and it was against Bengals defenders, so take that <laughs> with a, a grain of salt. Speaking of lo- uh, looking cool, though, uh, him sitting on the sideline with the sunglasses on was was fantastic, and that's going to be, I feel like, a meme for. Uh, at least weeks to come with our, our short <laughs> lifespan of internet things. Um, Pittsburgh 4 0 with, is it 4 0 with Minka Fitzpatrick? Is that what the, the cutoff line is? Uh, maybe. Pittsburgh's now 500, won their last four. Uh, they won without their offense scoring a touchdown, which is, is, is pretty impressive. And Minka Fitzpatrick and the Pittsburgh defense look for real. Um, have to go through the game, see who they won. I haven't done that, but, uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh is maybe back. Who knows? Who knows? And in the AFC, anything can happen. Is good, and 500 is good enough to be in the playoff hunt. Yeah. Um, Miami is wins again. They're on a winning what? streak. Two in a row. The biggest winners were Redskins fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Miami wins two in a row. They're now two and seven. Uh, so I think the Redskins now, right? They have one win. They're the worst uh, over Miami. Uh, yeah, and they're the they're they're the worst team now, right? The Giants have more than two. Oh wins. no, no, no! The Bengals have zero. Bengals have zero. Oh, the Bengals have zero. The oh, Bengals yeah, have I zero. About I just made fun of how terrible they were. <laughs> uh, they have zero. Uh, great, great. So good job, Miami. You're you're. It's funny. The, it's funny how they're like, oh, they're screwing up the tank. It's like, well, you're on a football team. You just you're just trying to win these games, even <laughs> though you have you have less talent. Like you can't just not, like you cannot try in basketball, right? Right. Yeah. Like, as somebody who has never played high level football, 
I can't imagine not trying in football like that. No, it'd be pretty the tough. Way in which the game is played, yeah. it'd be suicide to not try. So you got, you know they're out there trying to win games. So I guess good for them. I guess, but although what's your theory on Miami? Uh, Miami winning. Uh, well, yeah, they, they didn't want to take a chance on Tua. Uh, you know, his little day got the, he had the another ankle injury, kind of kind of shaky on the in the Alabama game, especially in the beginning there. So they, uh, you know. They're trying to play their way out of making that decision. Yeah, too too many ankle surgeries uh, on Tua. Uh, they want to wait for uh, Joe Burrow to fall to that <laughs> number and number three or whatever it, it ends up being. Yeah, uh, for them the way it's going. All right, any other NFL things, Marlon? No, that's all. That's all the NFL. Uh, NFL goodness. Monday night we got Seattle and somebody else. Seattle, know. San Francisco. Seattle, yeah, San Francisco so. should be a good one. Um, but um, yeah. until then, we have America's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. It is a celebratory corner kick this week, Marlo. The big matchup this week between the champions of Europe in Liverpool, the champions of England in Manchester City. Uh, it happened in Liverpool at Anfield, and Liverpool comes away with a 3-1 victory. It was 3-0 at one point. Uh, a little bit of controversy early on. There was maybe a handball in Liverpool that VIR looked at, said wasn't a handball, but maybe it was a handball. Uh, on the ensuing counterattack, Liverpool got their first goal. They got a second goal. Mere minutes later, they were up. I think it was after 11 minutes, 2-0. to zero, Added a third in the 53rd minute by Sadio Mane. And then City clawed one back in the 78th minute. Liverpool uh, did not concede anymore. Liverpool is, are now... First place. Well, they were first place, excuse me, but they continue to be first place, but put greater distance between themselves and Manchester City. Not only that, they are Manchester City falls to fourth place. They are nine points back of Liverpool, eight points. Uh, Liverpool is eight points clear of Leicester City and Chelsea, who are tied for second. Um, just an unbelievable position for Liverpool to be in. Uh, it. I was kind of listening to some of the. Commentary afterwards, the uh, expectations going forward. So we're only 12 games in of a 38-game season, so a lot nice. of things can happen. But um, being this many points ahead in first place with the um, quality at which Liverpool has played in the English Premier League is, is such a huge lead. They would essentially need to lose four or five games the rest of the season to... Um, kind of relinquish this lead while these other teams would have to not lose any games. Um, the math doesn't quite f- hold out there, but bear with me, Marlo. Um, but Liverpool's lost one game in their last 50 in the Premier League, and that was to Manchester City in Manchester City. So um, I guess I'm trying to point out how dominant this eight-point lead is even though it is so early based on Liverpool's recent track record and how good of a squad they have it's very exciting it's very exciting I'm um, I feel like I'm almost jinxing I'm I'm it, the uh commentary I was watching said it would take a catastrophic injury list or run of play from Liverpool both of which obviously you hope against as a Liverpool fan but I, I would imagine even a soccer player a soccer fan in general um you would hope against those things maybe not if you're a Manchester City fan or what have you but um just an 
what an incredible game today um, and an incredible uh, run it's been as as a Liverpool fan and I hope, I hope it continues going forward. It was so fun to watch watch this game and it was mainly because uh, when you play City, to have two goals in the first 11-12 minutes to be up 2-0 and then you have this like, kind of like comfortable my team's up 2-0 to zero, but in the back of your mind it's like it's still freaking Manchester City they could score two goals in five minutes uh, and then you get the third and then it's just you're feeling just fantastic and then they score in the 78th minute you're like oh crap so 12 minutes plus stoppage time. All right, here we go. And then you get all nervous again, but as time slowly ticked away, uh, you get a little bit more, more, more confident. It was, it was a fun game this morning and a great way to start a uh, little sun, little Sunday. And it's uh, a great feeling. Liverpool fan. No games next week in Marlon. There's oh, no. some sort of international break. I'm not even sure. It doesn't matter. Uh, Liverpool three, <laughs> one over city. Mm. Ah, fist pump. All right. That's what I got. There you go. And that's the end of Casey's trifecta. Yeah, good week. Good, good week. Good week. Trifecta. You, sounds like you want me to talk horse racing again. Mark. No, we're good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all right. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else, Casey. Um, no. I yeah, like I said, always you can find us on Twitter at one thirty two breeze. Myself at Marlon Jr. Casey at Prof Badger Fan. That is it for me, Casey. Do you have any last words? All right. As always, like, follow, subscribe, comment, rate, all those things. Uh, give us uh, uh, some feedback. That would be much appreciated. And as always, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.